he was Jesus' brother. He, um, he was quite a prominent Jewish man. Um, and so when he wrote this letter, it was an open letter to all the Jews. Um, so keep that in mind as, as we go through today. Um, so I did a quick internet search of what is earthly wisdom? Um, I, I guess we've all got these perceptions in our mind. And, and I was quite challenged as I prepared this sermon that my actually thinking of what wisdom was was, was wrong. Um, and um, you'll see that as we, we go through when we start talking about spiritual wisdom. But um, I went to Wikipedia, and for the people who aren't real internet savvy, that's effectively uh, the Britannica encyclopedias on the internet. And uh, their definition, that was for John and Sue, their definition for wisdom is the possession of knowledge or the pursuit of knowledge, the understanding of people, objects, events, situations, and the willingness as well as ability to apply perception, judgment, and action in keeping with understanding of what the optimum course of action to allow the universal principle of reason to prevail. Does everyone understand that? <laughs> Made me laugh. But as you can tell, pretty much wisdom as a, in an earthly sense is all about me. What I can get, how I can get the optimum result, how I can reason to get the answer that I want. As opposed to the universal truth of God, good and evil. And I guess the, the philosophical term of reason becomes the ultimate goal as opposed to, to what we believe. And I guess it becomes the style of our life or, or the fruit of our life, this earthly wisdom. Um, I quote Charles Stanley, um, Earthly wisdom is doing what comes naturally. Godly wisdom is doing what the Holy Spirit compels us to do. And so I guess we can see the definition of spiritual wisdom in verse 17. But the wisdom comes from heaven is first of all pure, and then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit impartial and sincere. So I guess you see the contrast between the spiritual wisdom and earthly wisdom being about me, where the spiritual wisdom is about others and, and how we interact with others. And, and as I was doing the research, I thought, well, that's a pretty short sermon, isn't it? Um, and then I started to do a bit more research, and, and that was when I guess I came to the realisation that, that my understanding of wisdom was probably a bit misguided. Um, and so to, to really understand when... James is talking about wisdom, we need to understand his background and, and who he's talking to. So James wrote this letter as a Jew um, to Jews, and this was about the time where people were starting to realise that, that Jesus had died and there was that real transition period between the law of Moses versus the, the, the actions of Jesus. And for Jews, wisdom meant something completely different to what I just read out at Wikipedia. And uh, if you read Proverbs, it says there that the fear of the Lord is the start of wisdom and knowing God is understanding. So back in the Old Testament, wisdom wasn't what we think wisdom is about knowledge and, and knowing and being able to act and, and control what we want. Wisdom was actually about knowing God. Um, wisdom was having a relationship with God. So in the Old Testament, relationship with God was based on following a set of rule, laws and religious ceremonies. So the wisdom that they talk about was actually what guided you to be able to do the right thing at the right time and, and be right with God. Whereas now, our relationship with God is based on what Jesus did and our faith in him. 
So it's quite interesting, the parable that, that Lauren was talking about. If you apply that to that parable, um, it's actually quite interesting because there was two groups. There was the Pharisees. And so when he says, you know, there's two people, a wise man and a foolish man, obviously the foolish man was the, the Pharisees that he was talking about. And so when he says that the foolish man builds his foundation on the sand, he's actually accusing the Pharisees that they're building their foundations on the wrong thing. So he's actually saying, you need to build your foundations on the rock, which is me, Jesus, not on the laws of Moses. And so it, it really opened up that parable to me that when Jesus actually said that parable, he's probably like he didn't try and get stoned there and there because he's, he's telling the Pharisees, they got it all wrong, you've got to follow me. Um, and um, I guess hindsight, we get that. But for us living now after Jesus with a relationship, our relationship with Jesus makes this wisdom look a lot different. Um, it's about being right. It's not about being right through God through religious activities, but by our relationship with Jesus. The spiritual wisdom that James talks about is actually a reflection of our relationship with Jesus and how he's transformed our lives through grace. And I guess this can be seen at the start that he says, where he talks about what the fruit of spiritual wisdom looks like. It has the fruit that looks like a good life. It has good deeds that are done in humility. So spiritual wisdom is, is more than just knowledge and the application of that knowledge. Um, spiritual wisdom is actually knowing Jesus Christ and letting him change our lives. So earthly wisdom in the second half talks about the fruit being envy and self-ambition. Um, I guess that's really because of the knowledge of our self-importance. We, um, this causes us to leave, believe the lies of the devil that, um, that rather than being transformed by our relationship with God, we live our lives for ourselves. Um, and, and I guess to, to bring that to a practical application, I look at, I look at politics a bit and, and you look at Clive Palmer um, and what's been happening to him lately. You know, he, he had the opportunity to do such good things. He was employing so many people and politically he, he was in such a, a point of power. Yet now, the way that he's been running his businesses that has come into light lately, he's, he's just a fa- facade. Like, he's got no chance of ever getting back into power. He's left millions of people out or thousands of people out without their entitlements and he's been running all this money into his political party. So it just really shows that when you follow the earthly wisdom being about yourself, um, quite often you end up falling on your face. Earthly wisdom is driven by us wanting. It drives us to look, at our, look after ourselves and win at all cost. Spiritual wisdom is for God's kingdom and eternity. So I guess like the previous few messages um, that's been talking about these different stumbling blocks um, and James talks about spiritual wisdom that can be a stumbling block for many people and the fact that our humanness um, can keep us from our relationship with God and, and our humanness and our want to be important can actually stop us from letting God transform our lives to be more Christ-like. And spiritual wisdom, unlike earthly wisdom, um, is about furthering God's kingdom with the guidance of the Holy Spirit, letting our lives be transformed. And the fruit of that is the outward presentation of, of what Jesus wants us to do with our lives. Um, spiritual wisdom enables us to face trials with pure joy as we have the heavenly perspective and know that this world is only a dress rehearsal 
for what's to come and that Jesus has already won the battle. And that was the thing that I think the, the Jews, when James wrote this letter, were really battling with, that they were still living in the law, forgetting that Jesus had already won the battle. And today, I guess the, the message for us is, is still relevant, as it was in the early church. Um, James is encouraging us to live a life that's more important, where it is more important to be right with God than to be respected in the world. Um, I, I guess further into that, it's more important for our children to be brought up in the faith of Jesus than to have a good start in life, to have good education and worldly possessions. You only need to do a quick look at the political headlines to see where our culture is heading. It's all about being accepted regardless of our sins, which is, uh, which is interesting because that's quite similar to being a Christian, yet what they're trying to do is legalise sin as opposed to deal with the sin. Being educated is so important, we spend millions of dollars on education. The self-empowerment and having someone to blame and be responsible for the situations we find ourselves in rather than taking responsibility for ourselves. For me, preparing this message, it it was a real wake-up call um, to how I see my own humanness, um, what drives me, what desires I have in life, and to make sure that these desires and these drives are are a heavenly desire as opposed to a, a worldly desire and want. And making sure that what I do and my deeds and, and the life that I live is, is really a life that's been transformed from Jesus as opposed to, to what the world portrays as, as being successful. Um, you know, is it about the properties we own, the jobs that we have, the boards that we sit on, the people that we influence, or is it about how we share Jesus Christ to those around us? So James follows a clear line of thought. If one professes to be a Christian, he must prove it by living like a Christian. And nothing is more convincing than the kind of wisdom revealed in his or her behaviour. God's wisdom will be revealed in the way we live. And when we hear him and love him, we obey him and serve him. It will manifest by a pure heart in humble peacemaking deeds of righteousness that reproduce themselves. It's a tremendous picture. And James says that's how a person proves whether he has the wisdom of God or not. So as we sit here today, I guess I'd like us to challenge ourselves and ask ourselves, um, where are you at? And, and the wisdom that, that you possess, is it a worldly wisdom or is it a spiritual wisdom? Um, I guess we can all do a check on ourselves and have a look, do an inventory. Um, are you someone that, uh, that is a, a heavenly wisdom but may have been hanging around the world a bit too long and you're, you're picking up some traits? Or are you a worldly person that's been hanging around Christians and and picked up some Christian traits? I guess if you're having trouble figuring out where you are, you you need to get it sorted with God. So just in summary and some closing thoughts. Wisdom equals lifestyle. The entry into wisdom is straight faith in Jesus Christ. We are saved into wisdom. And once we come into wisdom then scripture becomes our source of wisdom. The Holy Spirit becomes our teacher. And if we lack any wisdom, we need to ask. We need to pray and we need to ask God. We are indwelt by the teaching of wisdom and whatever application of wisdom we lack, we need to ask God who won't hold anything back. Paul says in Ephesians 5 verse 15, these practical words, See then 
that you walk circumspectly, not like fools, but like the wise. If you're in the wisdom of God, Paul is saying that you need to act like it. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just, um, just come before you today on... And Lord, we just, um, yeah, we just put our lives before you, Father. We just pray that, um, that as we come before you and, and search our hearts, Lord, that you'll show us if, um, if any of our lives are amiss. Lord, as the, as the body of Christ, we just want to be moving for you, Lord, and I just pray that each of us can, can play our part, that each of us can just follow you and, and your prompting and let our lives be transformed. Let us all be spiritually wise. Your name we pray, amen.